Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Hey, everyone, and thanks for joining me this week. My name is Laura Adams, and I'm a personal finance expert and author who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. My most recent title is Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. It was a number one Amazon new release, and I just have to share a couple of verified reviews for the book with you. Bill says, a must-have reference guide for any freelancer or self-employed person. Money Smart Solopreneur stays on my desk as a reference guide, helping me quickly understand many of the sometimes intimidating aspects of owning a business. Instead of trudging for hours through the internet, Laura's deep knowledge and practical approach make it easy to understand even the most daunting subjects within minutes. Solopreneur has boosted my confidence in owning my own business and has allowed me more time to do what I do best. And Hallie says, seriously life-changing for my business. I'm not completely finished with the book, but it's already provided me with so much value and significantly lessened my anxiety and stress when it comes to facing money management in my business. With so many videos, blogs, courses, etc. out there, I feel like this book cuts through it all and gives you the essentials and lesser-known tips that tend to get lost in a lot of other resources. There are some productivity tips in there as well that I've since adopted and use on a daily basis. I couldn't recommend this book enough. Well done. Well, if Bill or Hallie are listening, I can't thank you enough. So if you're considering self-employment or are currently building a solo or small business, I'd love for you also to grab a copy of Money Smart Solopreneur. You can get it as a paperback, ebook, or audiobook. Here on Money Girl, my mission is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have more security and less stress. Every episode is kind of like a mini money training designed to help you take your financial life to the next level. So if that's what you're looking for, be sure to subscribe to the show. And thank you if you're already a longtime listener. I know many of you are. If you're enjoying the show or you've got a personal finance or even a small business question, you can leave a message 24-7 by calling 302-364-0308. And you're also free to shoot me an email anytime using my contact page at lauradadams.com. Today's episode is number 734, called How Much You Should Save for Retirement by Age. 
even in a recession. I want to thank Adam, who inspired this show. He says, Hi, Laura, can you talk about retiring during a recession or preparing for retirement while a recession is happening? Does it make sense to delay retirement for a few years or even move somewhere with a lower cost of living if I'm behind on saving? Thank you, Adam. Saving for retirement is the granddaddy of financial goals because it requires a significant nest egg. And a recession can certainly make it challenging to save enough if you lose your job or you get lower than expected investment returns. Knowing how much to save for retirement is really more of an art than a science, even when the economy is stable, because there are so many variables, and I'm going to cover them here. So navigating through a recession can really rock your retirement boat, so I understand your concern about it. But despite how confusing retirement planning may seem, I'm going to make it simple by giving you a guide for knowing how much money you're going to need. So let's get started. You probably know the whole point of saving for retirement is being able to enjoy a comfortable lifestyle after you stop earning an income. Most people reach an age when maybe they're just ready to slow down, or maybe they can't work due to poor physical or mental health. Having a secure retirement means you've got enough savings to preserve your pre-retirement income and standard of living. After you retire, you're probably going to want to buy the same food, shop for the same types of clothes, and enjoy the same hobbies that you do now. But you might downsize to a less expensive home or even have lower transportation expenses. But other costs like medical bills and travel could go up. So a typical retirement goal is saving 70% to 80% of your pre-retirement income. So think about what you're making now or what you're likely to be making right before retirement. For instance, let's say you earn $100,000 on average in the years leading up to retirement. You might need a minimum of $70,000 to enjoy a similar lifestyle. That's 70% of your pre-retirement income. However, I will say the lower your income, the more difficult it may be to live on less in retirement. However, You might want to plan for 90% or even 100% of your current income in retirement. That's actually my objective because I don't intend to reduce my standard of living. In retirement, I won't have to save more money for retirement, but I will likely have higher travel and medical expenses down the road. If you have high aspirations for retirement, like maybe you want to own a second home, there's nothing wrong with planning for more than 100% of your pre-retirement income. You might shoot for 110% or 120%. Also, your future debt, such as a mortgage or student loans for a child's college, needs to be considered. So let's cover typical sources for retirement income and how much you need so you'll never run out of money. First, let's talk about Social Security retirement benefits. If you're a listener in the United States or you're a U.S. citizen living somewhere abroad, you're generally eligible for Social Security retirement benefits if you work for at least 10 years. Social Security is actually a group of benefits for those who are either retired, disabled, or survive a relative who received benefits. The Social Security program gets funded from payroll taxes and 
from self-employment taxes. If you're an employee, check out your paycheck. You may see the deduction listed there as OASDI, which stands for Old Age, Survivors, and Disability Insurance. As I mentioned, you need to work a minimum of 10 years to qualify for Social Security retirement. Now, the calculation for how much benefit you receive gets based on the average of your highest 35 years of earnings. If you worked fewer than 35 years, those missing years are going to get counted as zero income, which brings down your average, obviously. And if you worked more than 35 years, only your highest earning years are considered. The program taxes earnings up to an annual threshold, which changes. It's actually increased over time. For 2022, the Social Security tax for employees is 6.2% of earnings up to $147,000. Your employer also pays an additional 6.2% on your behalf, so that adds up to a total annual tax of 12.4%. Now, You may be disappointed to hear that if you're self-employed, you have to pay that full 12.4% into the Social Security system on your own by paying the self-employment tax. Again, you just pay it up to the annual income threshold. So once you earn more than $147,000, you stop paying the tax for the year, and then you start all over during the next calendar year. Well, paying twice the tax on your self-employment earnings might seem unfair. Remember that you can claim various business tax deductions that reduce your taxable income. So always take advantage of every tax deduction that you can. And I've talked about that in previous podcasts. So how much will you actually receive in Social Security benefits? Well, the benefit you get varies widely depending on your age when you begin taking it. The full retirement age has gradually increased over time because we're living longer. If you were born between 1937 and 1959, your full retirement age is 66. But if you were born in 1960 or later, you have to wait until age 67 to get full retirement benefits. However, no matter when you were born, you can elect to take early retirement benefits starting at age 62. The problem is you receive a permanently reduced rate, so it's not always the right decision. Let's say you earned more than the annual Social Security threshold for most of your career. If you fully retired in 2022 at age 66, the maximum benefit would be $3,345 per month. But if you took early retirement, you'd only receive $2,364 per month. Now, if you want to increase your payout significantly, you can delay retirement until age 70. If you took late retirement this year, the maximum benefit would be $4,194 per month. That's about 25% more monthly income for the rest of your life, which is a simple way to secure a more comfortable retirement if you can wait. The monthly benefits that I just mentioned would be the maximum amounts if you were a high earner for your entire career. Now, if you're a middle-class American who fully retired this year, you could probably expect a benefit in the neighborhood of $1,657 per month. That's the average right now. Remember that if you take time off from work, 
your benefit can go down. Or if you get a raise or a second job, it can go up. Also, any earnings that don't have Social Security taxes withheld, like any money that you're paid under the table, will not show up on your benefit statement or get factored into your future benefits. If you're worried that the future of Social Security is in jeopardy, don't be. While the reserve fund is dwindling, minor policy changes like increasing the payroll and the self-employment tax or even the annual income threshold are all we'd need to do to raise revenue and keep the program healthy. If you want to learn more about Social Security or even go paperless, check your earnings history, and see your estimated future retirement income, which I highly recommend, You want to create an online account at ssa.gov. Review your reported earnings for any errors because mistakes could keep you from receiving the benefits you're entitled to. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Wayfair's biggest sale of the year is back. Get ready for Wayday. For three days only, May 4th through May 6th, you can get up to 80% off at Wayfair. Save on sofas and cookware, dining sets and rugs and beds, wall art, bar cards, floor lamps, sailing fans, home decor, all things outdoor, and way more. Plus, everything ships free. Don't miss the sale to get up to 80% off everything home, even a garden gnome. Wayday starts May 4th. Head to Wayfair.com now to start filling your cart. Wayfair, every style, every home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now that we've talked about Social Security, I do want to mention that, you know, that money is great to have in retirement, but on its own, it's typically not enough for most people. The program was designed to be a safety net for unprepared retirees, not a sole source of income. So the bottom line is that you're responsible for creating your own retirement benefits. And I hope that's one of the reasons that you're listening to this podcast. I talk a lot about retirement. Consider yourself fortunate if you're a rare employee with a workplace pension. A typical pension pays in the neighborhood of 2% of your income for every year worked. For example, if you stay with your company for 20 years, your future benefit might be 40% of your pre-retirement income. As you can imagine, offering a pension is very expensive for a company, which is why they've fallen out of favor. While most workers don't have a pension, they typically do have a workplace retirement plan, such as a 401k or a 403b if you work for a nonprofit or a hospital or a church. Retirement plans cost companies a lot less because workers bear the burden of funding them, not employers. 
However, don't despair if you don't have a retirement plan at work or if you're self-employed. You've got options, such as an individual retirement account, or IRA. And if you've got a business, you can fund something like a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. You've got several options, which allow you to save much higher annual amounts than with an IRA. Retirement accounts are the very first place your investment savings should go because they come with money-saving tax benefits, and that makes it easier to build your nest egg faster. To have enough money for retirement, I always recommend investing at least 10 to 15% of your gross income for retirement. If you do that regularly for decades, I know that sounds boring, but it's actually the best way to accumulate a healthy balance to draw from in retirement. And be aware that while no one likes paying fees, they're unavoidable on brokerage accounts because while they manage and administer those accounts for your workplace plan, they've got a lot of expenses to cover. So when choosing your investments, you want to pick those with low fees so they take as little of your investment earnings as possible. And your investment return varies depending on the investments you choose and the fees that I just mentioned. So I recommend buying low-cost funds such as stock index funds and balanced funds because they're highly diversified, reducing risk. Funds own hundreds or even thousands of underlying investments. Now, if you're a young investor with a long time horizon, I'm going to encourage you to purchase mostly stock funds. So those are mutual funds or exchange-traded funds, ETFs, that have mostly stocks. They're going to offer you higher returns over the long term. But as your time horizon gets shorter as you approach retirement, you want to protect your account from potential losses by owning fewer stock funds and more income-producing investments like bonds and bond funds. Before I cover exactly how much you need to retire, I want to explain why I said the planning process is more of an art than a science. I'm going to cover eight factors that play a massive role in how much you need to save for retirement. Number one is your retirement age. This is critical because the earlier you need that retirement income, the more you have to save. Most people use the age they'll start receiving Social Security as a default. But if you accumulate a large nest egg, you can retire earlier. The second factor is how much you've already saved. That plays a significant role in how big your nest egg will be at retirement. The sooner you begin saving, the more compounding interest works in your favor to grow your balance. So you want to start sooner than later, even if you can only invest small amounts for retirement. The third factor is your average pre-retirement investment return. That determines how quickly your investments can grow. For example, investing $200 monthly for 40 years at a 3% return would grow to about $185,000. But if you get an 8% return, you'd have over $700,000 to spend in retirement. So that's where those investment fees and your return on investment come into play. It's why it's so important. The fourth factor is your post-retirement investment return. This is also crucial because you must get a return from a portion of your savings while also keeping it safe in low-risk investments 
after you've retired. The fifth factor is how much social security you'll receive or other income as a pension, as I mentioned. All of that is critical for accurate retirement planning. In general, Social Security may replace 30% of your pre-retirement income if you're a typical worker. The sixth factor is inflation, which, you know, we're hearing a lot about right now. This causes prices to rise, making your retirement income less valuable. It's good to know that Social Security retirement benefits get adjusted for inflation as the cost of living rises. However, it could lag significantly. Number seven is your withdrawal rate. This is how much money you take out of your nest egg each year in retirement. Many people believe they can live on less than their pre-retirement income, as I mentioned. However, if you dream of going on lavish trips, living in an expensive area, or end up needing costly medical care, you may require more income in retirement than you're getting right now. And number eight is your longevity. This is probably the biggest unknown for all of us when it comes to retirement planning, right? If you're relatively healthy at full retirement, statistics show you'll live well into your 80s. And if you have a good family health history and take care of yourself, you could easily need retirement income well into your 90s. Okay, taking all of that into account, How much do you need to retire? Well, most people need to accumulate at least 10 times their average annual income to generate enough retirement income. For instance, if you earn $100,000 a year, having at least a million dollars is a wise retirement goal. So let's say you earn less. You earn $75,000 right now and you want to retire at age 67 with 80% of your pre-retirement income. That would be $60,000 a year. You can probably count on getting about $20,000 a year from Social Security, and the remaining $40,000 would have to come from your savings. Assuming you'll live 30 years after you retire and continue earning a conservative rate of return on your nest egg, getting income equal to, let's say, 5% per year is pretty reasonable. If you divide your annual desired income by this rate, that's a total savings of $800,000. So the math there is $40,000. That's the amount that you need to come up with of your own income divided by 0.05. That is $800,000. So as you can see, multiplying your pre-retirement income by 10, which would come to $750,000, that's a $75,000 annual income times 10, that gets you pretty close to the same number. But if you wanted 100% of your income instead of 80% of it in retirement, you'd need about 14 times your $75,000 salary or just over a million dollars. As your income, debt, and lifestyle change, reevaluate how much retirement income you'll need and whether you're saving enough to achieve it. While there are many unknowns, these basic calculations give you a target savings number to shoot for. You might have other assets like a paid-for home or income from a part-time job or business to help boost your retirement savings. One way to make sure you're on track for retirement is to have a savings goal based on your age, such as a balance equal to your annual salary 
by age 30, two times your salary by age 40, four times your salary by age 50, eight times your salary by age 60, and 10 times your salary by age 66 to 67. Now, if you're thinking, Laura, I am way behind. So if you're not on pace to have what you need by your age right now, don't stress out about it. Just increase your savings rate. All right, let's get back to Adam's question about retiring during a recession. If economic conditions create a financial hardship and you get behind on retirement savings, it's critical to catch up as soon as you're back on your feet. If you work for an industry that could be hit hard by a potential downturn, consider investing 20% or more of your income instead of the 10 to 15% that I mentioned. That way, you'll get ahead sooner rather than later. Another way to protect your retirement savings is to make additional catch-up retirement contributions when you reach age 50. For 2022, workers over 50 can contribute an additional $6,500 for a total of $27,000. That's to a 401k or a 403b at work. And if your company offers retirement matching, the overall contribution limit for those over 50 increases to 100% of your compensation or $63,500, whichever is less. And if you're getting close to retirement but haven't saved at least 80% of your goal, it's essential to continue earning an income and investing for as long as possible. However, as Adam mentioned, one option to retire on less is relocating to a less expensive city in the United States or abroad. Whether a move is temporary or permanent, it could be the ticket to finding more money to save, improving your lifestyle, and even having more fun in retirement. If you're not sure if you're saving enough for retirement or you're worried about a recession or getting a late start, speak with a certified financial planner or CFP. They can help you set the right financial goals, create a budget, and make your retirement dreams a reality. Adam, thanks again for your question. And before we go, I want to invite you to connect with me on Twitter at Laura Adams, L-A-U-R-A-A-D-A-M-S, or Instagram at Laura D. Adams. And Laura D. Adams is my personal website where you can use my contact page and come over and learn more about my work, books, and money courses. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then... Here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Brendan Pika. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 
Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.